the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here is your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hey, hello there, my friends. Kaz here with Come Together San Diego with a studio full of guests, and you get the pleasure of discovering who they are and their calling throughout the entire two-hour broadcast of Come Together San Diego. Well, my co-hosts for this first hour are very much like you, my listening friend, because they, when God tells them to do something, they jump right on it, just like you. What? It's not just like you? Well, at the end of the show, it's going to be just like you because we hope to use this time to encourage you to be listening to the Lord. And when he tells you to do stuff, he wants you to do stuff. I want you to meet the McLeods, Bill and Sue McLeod, and they have a ministry called Got Your Back San Diego. Ha, ha, ha. You can imagine what that means, except you won't have to imagine for long because we're going to spend much of the first hour talking about that. Sue, good to have you. Thank you. And good to be Bill, here. good to have you Thank as you. well. Thank and you. we're going to have other guests throughout as well. Uh, Dr. Hillary Berg with uh, um, Jump Into the Arts, and we're going to be talking about that person as well. But before we go too much, uh, Bill and Sue, I hope you don't mind, but at the beginning of shows, oftentimes we identify things that are going on in San Diego County. And we invite that person on to give a couple minutes of an overview. And I want you, my listening friends, to listen to what uh, the, my friend Earl Clampett has to say about a venue that's happening in San Diego very soon at the Church of Yeshua Hamashiach. Earl Clampett, are you there? I am here, Kaz. Well, what's going on? I, had, I saw this on Facebook, and I said there are a bunch of familiar faces there, Wayne and Chris Clark and, and uh, you and uh, Pastor Dennis Hodges and others. What's going on? Well, um, your, the name of your show is Come Together San Diego, and we've done some radio shows with you, Kaz, talking about Jew and Gentile coming together, and that as Jew and Gentile comes together, then the race races, race divide uh, goes away, the ethnic divide goes away. And um, we're uh, basically having a men's conference. Pastor Dennis Hodges is sponsoring a men's conference on Saturday, September 14th. Uh, from uh, 8 a.m. to uh, 3 p.m., and that is at his church, uh, 1819 Englewood Drive in Lemon Grove. And this is what we're going to be talking about. It's an all-day men's conference. Uh, We're going to be talking about the impact of fatherlessness in families and and communities and churches. We're going to talk about why it's important to connect to our Hebrew roots in order to understand the connectedness of the Scripture. And also, the last one is uh, category is uh, spiritual warfare, how to overcome the spirits of bitterness, fear, jealousy, and envy, uh, the Leviathan and Jezebel, and we're talking about 
spiritual roots to physical disease. Oh, that's right. And so uh, we're, that's going to be the agenda for that day, and we're hoping that we can get a good turnout of the men of all backgrounds and persuasions, and come on down. Yep, September 14th at the Church of Yeshua HaMashiach. How do they find out more? Is there a website or a Facebook link? Uh, yeah, let me see here. Oh, I'm on Google right now, so... <laughs> My friends, how about, how about an email address for... For you, Earl Clampett. Okay, just just contact. Excuse me, contact me at small letters Earl E A R L the word plus P L U S the number five Earl plus five five is a number at S B C that's Sam Baker Charlie S B C Global dot net and we'll get him over to the conference. Very good. Thank you, uh, Earl Clampett, and say hi to Vilma for me. Sure will. It's, a, it's a pleasure. I, I looked across the, what's, the the number of people that are in the studio, and when uh, when Earl talked about fatherlessness, I mean, that really hits the heart of some of the things we're going to be talking about today. And uh, Got Your Back, San Diego, Bill, and Sue McLeod, they deal with uh, solving challenges that father, fatherlessness may cause, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, Bill and Sue, really good to have you for this first hour. Uh, who would like to start by giving kind of an overview of uh, who, why, what, where, when, and how for this vision, and then we're going to dive into some of the specifics. Would you like to take that, Bill? Absolutely. Um, got Your Back is... a uh it, it started basically out of a uh, an awareness of children in San Diego County in school, 226,000 kids in San Diego schools who are uh, food insecure, classified as homeless and or food insecure, meaning they don't really know where their yes. next meal is coming from. And the vast majority of them, their primary source of nutrition is school cafeteria food Monday through Friday. Yes. And they go without food or without any uh, nutrition, nutritional food over the weekends. And so what Got Your Back is is a weekend food assistance program for those kids. We put two breakfasts, two lunches, two dinners, enough meals for the weekend uh, to hold the kids over until yes. uh, school starts again on, on Monday morning. And that helps, of course, the teachers don't have to compete with hunger to yes, teach them. Exactly. Summa Cloud Color Commentary. <laughs> mm. Yeah. W- w- anything you want to add to that? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, the 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 kids that we have come into contact with, mm. we, I mean, we don't really have any personal contact with. Um, we hear mostly about their situation from their teachers, and these teachers and liaisons absolutely love these children. So there's a, a protectiveness that also goes along with what we do. The food gets transferred to the liaisons, and they transfer it to the children that are there on Friday to yes. receive their backpack. You know, and one of the things that I, I have discovered, these guys love the Lord with all our hearts. Bill and Sue McLeod, they do. And this ministry, they, they may, in their heart of hearts, they may call it a ministry, but they not, may not proclaim it necessarily as a ministry because they want to be able to be, befriend the school district and the, and the children in the school. So they're d- probably very discreet about that. But the truth of the matter is they're doing God's stuff. And when God sees that level of compassion, uh, he, he Im- impacts kids and teachers and school districts and everything else. And so they get their opportunities to communicate yeah. about the Lord. But oftentimes it's kind of a, a lifestyle uh, mm-hmm. uh, testimony, would you say? So- oh, yeah. We're, we're not quiet about <laughs> who we serve. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we just, we just 
get a slot, you know, in these kids' worlds, and it's it just works. Yes. We did really start it thinking, well, it's kind of like a ministry, but we had to start treating it like a business yes. because it really is a business. Um, but with that ministry mindset, the church outside the walls, and that's really what we do. Exactly. Bill McLeod, one of the things that I want to encourage our listeners to is you God stirred you to do something, and he, he whispered in your ear, and you said, Okay, let's do it. And and I want to be able to, and maybe, I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but, but uh, I, I want to stir our listeners that sometimes they may get a, a nuance of something that God may be stirring them to do, and they go, I'm having trouble reconciling what that looks like. Just kind of be obedient, take a step or two, and see what God discovers and uncovers. You want to talk just briefly about that, Bill McLeod? Yeah, and sometimes you don't even know what's going on. <laughs> You're just part of the mix. Um one thing I've learned through this experience, this is our ninth year, and one thing I've learned through this experience is that God uses our circumstances, good or bad, to bless someone in need, to to minister to someone else in need. And sometimes we know about it and sometimes we don't. You know, I grew up and I was one of these kids. I grew up in a family with a single mom, five kids. Uh, eating was a competitive sport. We didn't oh really know where our next meal was coming from all the time. And that time prepared me for what we're doing today. But I never knew that. Yes. I never knew that until we started doing Got Your Back. Can we talk about that in the entire next segment? I'd love to do that. And then, and then uh, sure. have Sue give some color commentary on that. And then I'm going to have her tell her story about how that impacted her. Because, you, you know, sometimes we wonder in our life, we go through life and we go, this is in- unjust. We, why am I dis- going through these contrary times? I believe in the Lord. And why is he allowing these challenging times? And part of it is if you've given your heart to the Lord and say, use me, sometimes he has to set the stage for using you properly. That's right. That's and if it right. means having to go through some con- consider him who suffered such great contradictions of sinners against himself, lest you may also suffer. That's Amen. what the scripture says. So if we're, if we're dedicated to going all the way with what the Lord wants us to do, sometimes we have to say, maybe what's going on with me is a lesson for me to share with other people. Right. So have at it, Lord. Let's learn these lessons and let's get on with it. Any thoughts on that, Bill? Absolutely. Like I said, you, you, you may not know what's going on when it's going on. Yes. You may be crying, you know, Lord, use me and and, and if you could hear his still small voice, he says, I am using you to hang on and go for the ride. I love it. My listening friend, we've got uh, Bill and Sue McLeod and the ministry outreach or their calling is called Got Your Back San Diego. And I just love that. Got Your Back San Diego. So whatever it is, God's got your back and he uses people like the McLeods to make that happen. We're about ready to go into a, a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to hear the story of Bill McLeod who actually lived it so that he can share what he learned with people in need in San Diego and beyond. So the McLeods and Kaz will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Well, hey, and welcome back, my listening friend. You know, in this segment, we're going to talk about how when you get a vision, sometimes it takes a little while for the vision to become fully formed so that you can actually apply it appropriately. Our, our guests for this hour, actually, they're not guests, they're co-hosts, and uh, Bill and uh, Sue McLeod with an outreach or a ministry called Got Your Back San Diego, and they're applying this in many ways, but the way we're talking about specifically today is uh, helping with young people who don't have 
lunch or eating solutions, they come alongside of those and they make those foods available through the school system, I guess, and then Mm -hmm. work from there. And Bill, at the beginning of the show, you talked about you you had some training early on as being a kid. I like the way you put that, training. A a, a kid that uh, wasn't sure about the food issue, and and God actually used that to uh, empower you with a vision and ministry. So why don't you tell the the part of the story. I'll give you time counts as we go through this 11 minutes or so for the segment. And of course, Sue, as always, you're welcome to color commentary and you can just jump on right on in okay. Okay. and i have a feeling bill's used to that oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> comes with the territory uh but yeah like i said when i was when i was a kid my parents got divorced when i was eight and uh my mom the women didn't make a lot of money in the in the uh 50s they uh my mom was a legal secretary but mm-hmm. she didn't make any money and and so like i said we lived on a pretty steady diet of non-nutritious foods uh-huh. And uh, but I got to say that how many kids? How many children were five in? siblings? Five yeah. Siblings. And but at that time, I had no idea that this was a preparation for another time. No. Nope. You know, and, that, and that's why I said earlier, you, you really don't know. Sometimes you can be involved in something the Lord is doing, something in His grand plan, but you don't have a clue until someday when that uh, that all comes into play. Yeah, hey, I've been there, done that. Yeah. Oh, God was, is going to want me to use that for yeah. help other people. That's when we started this, I didn't I didn't I wasn't thinking, gee, I was one of those kids, I should go and start this. We actually f- st- I, I don't want well, to start. I don't there, want to start crying. Well, no, no, it's okay. I'll I'll join you. Uh, we can sob I love together. It when he cries. But when 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 we first started, uh it, it was it was out of um, just we we had like I said God has a way of using your circumstances to bless someone else and at the time our circumstances we have a business we weren't looking for something else to do uh-huh. I have a business she has a business and um, we just weren't looking for something else to do but we had a warehouse that we weren't using and uh, we had connections in the community that we weren't using and we found out about these. Kids, 26,000 kids in San Diego schools. Say that again, 26,000 kids. kids in San Diego schools. These are not kids outside of the school system. These are kids in San Diego schools who are uh, classified as homeless or uh, food insecure. 26,000 youngsters in the school system in San Diego County. That's right. That are identified as being food insecure. Food insecure is yeah. the term that's used, mm-hmm. and and homeless, and and so you, you don't think about that living in a beautiful place like this, yes. San Diego, California. You're kidding me. There's homelessness. There's mm-hmm. there's hungry kids. That, that so the reality of that setting in, we just thought, well, how can we not do something? We got to do something about it, and we started this thing on that basis, not the basis that you know we were like I was I like had this that at one time. In the past. But it hit us yes. once when uh, Monica Dean, a friend of ours, friend of the ministry, was uh, asking me. She was interviewing me and asking me, "What? Why do you do this?" And I, it just came out. I said I was one of those kids, my, and, my, my. and I didn't realize that yes. until that moment. But I just broke. And, and, and Sue, how did this Im- impact you when you had you both had? This, I've known of you long enough to know that you're very compassionate, compassionate people, and you you look to help people any way that you can. When did this light bulb go off that maybe God has actually been preparing us for this more than just the the 
short period of time that we had this revelation that we want to do this. <laughs> and he and, and the Lord says, yes, I've been preparing you for this. When did that light bulb go on for you, Sue? There was like little sparklers all along the way. <laughs> <laughs> we actually were up in Orange County buying a puppy. And the guy that we bought the puppy from, he had a ministry. And he, he was the one that actually told us there's 26,000 kids in Orange County. That was nine years ago. And we talked to him about it. And we talked about it all the way home with the new puppy that we bought from him. And I said, oh, my gosh, I think, I, I don't know. I, I, we both felt like God was moving us, stirring our hearts to do something. So we prayed about it for a couple of months. And then we talked to a friend of ours, Jack Little, and we told him about it. And he says, well, I'm not doing anything right now. Let's just do it. You know, we'll pray about it. And it sounds like a good thing. And so we found one school that had 22 kids uh-huh. that literally had nothing to eat or very, very little on the weekends. We found uh, our first school, Olive Elementary in Vista, and um, and we fed them. It was every week. It was a big job. <laughs> so is, is this plan basically targeted to the weekend when children yes. just don't have the food yes. that they have during yes. the school yes. week because there are maybe other programs that are tied to that, but who 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 can think about what happens when the child goes home for the weekend? You know, the, the, the same issues that were there during the week are, are there during the weekend too as far as sustenance and things like that. So you realize that there was a, a hole in the strategy and you God stirred you to fill the hole. Right. Am, I, am I right about right. that? That's, that's, that's correct. They leave school on Friday knowing um, and feeling very insecure also that they're they're going home wherever that is and a lot of times they're moving around a lot on the weekends um, that there isn't anything until they get back to school on Monday yes so we just we just dove in we said we don't know what we're doing but let's just do it we've done other things we didn't know what we were doing <laughs> you know yes. we've moved across the country to start churches and you know it's just one of those things that you just follow the lead of the Lord yes. and and listen to your heart and you know, when you think about those kids that, I mean, they're, they're everywhere. Yes. I always see the face of Jesus on yes. them. One of the statements that you mentioned, Sue, and I'd like to, we've got about three or four minutes in this segment. I'd like you guys to bring it to the listeners' attention as well. The relationship you had, had and have with the Lord, obviously that was the thing that stirred you. You invited Jesus into your life and Holy Spirit has been whispering in your ear ever since. How, how did this uh, relationship with the Lord begin? We've got just a couple minutes. Sue, why don't you start and then I'm going to have Bill jump on in. Uh, relationship <laughs> with the Lord with uh, Got Your Back? No, just being oh. saved. Oh, my goodness. We got we got saved at the tail end of the Jesus movement uh-huh. back in Detroit at, <laughs> at the Hippie Church. And um, we've, just, we've just been on a, a great adventure, a journey of just following seeing what he's doing and jumping into it with both feet. Yes. What's your perspective on that, Bill McLeod? Uh, I was the slow one. She came to the Lord first, and uh, through her, I came to the Lord. And uh, out of a seedy past, you know, we don't need to get into, but uh, I'm a sinner saved by grace and have a lot to be Yes. Uh, thankful for. Well, my listening friend, their story may mirror yours in many ways as far as, you know, you were doing what you're doing and all of a sudden the Lord introduced himself. And a lot of times people take a long time to receive that introduction. That's right. But uh, many of the people that are listening to this show have actually made the decision to receive that uh, relationship. And a lot of people are go, okay, now where do we go from here? 
well, God saved you for your sake, but he also saved you for the sake of everybody that's around you as well. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we have to spend some time discovering what that looks like, sounds like. And uh, I'm thrilled to hear your story about uh, how God has stirred you. God's, you know, God's in the mic- mi- middle of this mix and g- got your back San Diego is an illustration of that and what God has stirred you guys to do. And my listening friend, I, I want the- 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 these shows for Come Together San Diego to be a launching pad for you to go, you know, I've had a long time with the Lord and I- maybe I'm sitting in a pew, don't know, after Sunday service, I'm not sure where my life goes other than just going to work, but there's more to it. I mean, you, you were yes. built for a purpose. And uh, you may not have experienced that purpose. We're going to talk more about that, not only in this segment, but with our next guest in the next segment as well. Any thoughts on that, uh, Sue or Bill? We've got a couple, a minute or two left. Oh, I would like to say that, you know, in the beginning, it really was about the food. You know, uh-huh. for Bill, it was like, just get him the food. Uh-huh. And I realized in talking to so many people, and we just talked to Colleen here about mm-hmm. she was one of those single moms that couldn't feed her kids. So hearing those stories, I realized that there is really a poverty spirit that really attacks, you know, when children are, are not getting what they deserve and that they need. They need to be nurtured. They need to be fed. They need food. And that speaks love. So when they don't have that, lots of things trail after them because of that. Yes. Poverty because spirit. Poverty that's, a, spirit. A, that's an amazing uh, phraseology, and I've heard that before. And uh, my friend, I mean, it may be a poverty spirit, meaning that you don't get sustenance, food. But but a lot of people just have their whole mentality is poverty, you know. And my whole life is going to be poverty. Thank you very much. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. In fact, God wants you to understand that He's your provider. And once you realize that He's your provider, you can inspire other people to have the confidence that He's going to be their provider as well. Any That's quick right. thoughts on that, Bill? Yeah, we don't realize it, but hunger affects kids in so many ways. They develop, uh, they develop mental issues, uh, physical issues. Uh, they get confrontive. They get, uh, they can't learn. They have. Uh, it's just all kinds of things come into play. That, that prevent kids from living a normal life. And it just comes down to food sometimes. Yes. And, you know, Scripture says, my listening friend, that first that which is the natural and after that, that which is the spiritual. So as uh, uh, young people uh, kind of embrace this poverty mentality and their parents do as well, uh, they get themselves stuck and God wants to take them out of this and uh, this natural poverty that they may experience by lack of funds or uh, lack of food and things like that has a bigger picture that is spiritual and supernatural. And when you can conquer the supernatural mindset, the natural things just kind of fall into place. We're going to talk a little bit more about this in the next segment. And uh, Sue, I know you're burgeoning with stories, (laughs) so you've been excited to share some of those stories. And I think you have a few scriptures marked as well. We're going to jump into that as as well. So we're going to talk a little bit more about Got Your Back, San Diego, with Bill and Sue McLeod. And we're going to get into some stories Mm. that are going to inspire you to move from where you are to the fullness of where God wants you to be. So the McLeods and Kaz will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Praise. 
Hi, San Diego. This is Pastor Larry Peltier of Beach Chapel, Encinitas. Lord, we pray for grace and favor for all of San Diego, all those who are homeless, who are sick, who need help. We just thank you, God. Come together, San Diego, with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And we're back, and I hope uh, you're being stirred, my listening friend, because uh, their, their, their ministry... Uh, Got Your Back San Diego is a ministry just is just watching and seeing what the needs are and kind of just jumping in. And uh, Sue has a scripture she wants to read, and we're going to use that to springboard into some examples of some of the things that they have experienced. So, Sue, lay it on it. By the way, this is from James chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. Sue McLeod, lay it on us. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. Wow, wow, wow. Being a doer uh, of, of the word, not just a hearer of the word and uh, having a real heart to hear what God wants to say, mm-hmm. that's pivotal in going on with God. So this scripture has been uh, a kind of a hallmark scripture for you guys among, uh, you know, you guys are believers, so you God may give you a billion scriptures, who knows, but this has been one of those hallmark scriptures for you. So what, what happens when you have read this scripture? What comes to mind? You talked about seeing somebody's face. Sue, talk a little bit about that and give us a story that you, that you remember as it relates to Got Your Back San Diego, and then Bill, I'm going to have you do the same thing in this segment, Sue? Long time ago in Florida, um, I was picking Bill up at the airport, and in that area, there was a lot of prostitutions. And I used to pray, God, if you want me to talk to him, you know, pull me over. <laughs> but I remember this one time, I looked at this woman, and I just saw Jesus' face. And that was what relates to that scripture for me. Yeah. Um, I know that I can't see what's going on out there and not see Jesus anymore. So being that person when I look in the mirror and I know what Jesus' face looks like, it looks like all of our faces, our, you know, our, our, our pain, our grief, our sorrow, our sin. Um, when I turn away from that mirror, I want to still see that face. Yes. I don't want to just turn away and forget what I've just seen. That I've, I've, I know that there's kids out there that are needing to be um, loved and nurtured and cared for and and the food tells them that they matter, and that's the big thing. Yes. You know, so I can't, I, I look at that mirror and I'm like, okay, there's Jesus. You know, I can't yes. turn away and not see him. Like looking in, at, at the scripture says, looking at a natural face in a mirror. And the tendency is as soon as you go away from the mirror, you forget about it. Yeah. Yeah. And God doesn't want us to forget about it when we, especially when we see other people, you know. Uh, that's right. So, so sometimes he's, he's just using that as scripture as an, an analogy or as an encouragement for us to open our eyes, see what's going out there, and maybe we can impact a difference. So you've got some stories to tell. We've got this, a number of minutes in this segment. So, Bill, any stories about uh, Got Your Back San Diego or any relative things that there's you want so to share many, with our listeners? Yeah. There's so many. Like Sue said earlier, we don't deal with the kids. There's there's a, we, a liaison that we deal with, and the liaisons deal with the kids. So we bring the food to the school. The school distributes to the kid, to the kids. But we get to have we get to hear stories about the kids, and um, one of the stories that impacted me the most was uh, there was a, one kid that was just a problem. He didn't do his work in school. He didn't do his work at home. He didn't play with others. He, didn't, he fell asleep in school half the time. He got in confrontations on the playground. 
He was just a problem child. And the school was trying to figure out how to get rid of him. Mm. And um, we were about a month into the to the Got Your Back program where that kid was one of the kids who got a, a backpack. And we came into that school late in the year, so they had a before and after uh, observation. And the school liaison called me up one time. She says, Bill, I have to tell you this story about so-and-so. We were looking for ways to get him out of the school. My. But since he's been eating on the weekends, he is a completely different kid. He's participating. He's doing his work. He's not such a bully anymore on the playground. And it got me thinking, Kaz, how many other kids are there out there in that same situation who maybe someday they would have been a a radio announcer. Maybe someday they would have been a doctor or some businessman or a lawyer or, heck, the president of the United States. There's no telling. But their life is going to be disrupted because of a lack of food. Mm -hmm. And, you know... uh it doesn't take much sometimes. No. Just, uh, just some little small thing that turns the corner. And uh, that's a remarkable story. Any thoughts? Uh, Sue, you have a few stories, I guess, as well. Oh, my. I've got an arm's length because I ask a lot of questions to the liaisons and I interact with some of the teachers. And um, I remember this the um, this one uh, time I asked one of the liaisons, I says, what do you, what can you tell me about how, you see a difference in the kids, like academically, physically, you know, emotionally. What, what do you see? And she, and I was on the phone with her, and she said, well, this little gal looks me right in the eyes, her eyes full of tears the other day, and she said, Mrs. Melissa, this changes my life. This backpack changes my life. My. And I, it was like my heart stopped because... I mean, this, this is a lot of work. We do a we do a lot. We're busy with this, and sometimes you know it's like, oh my gosh, how how much more can we do? But when I heard those words, I just said, how can we not do this? How could you this not? changes a backpack of food will change a kid's life. That to me was very humbling to hear that this food that we look at every day on our shelves, you know, stocking constantly is a lot of food that goes out. Um, it changes a child's life. That blew me away. Yeah, yeah, I can see where it would. Blew now, me h- help me understand the logistics of Got Your Back San Diego and the delivery of the food, the, sy- the system that you use to deliver the foods. How many school and schools are you involved with currently first? Uh, currently, we're just getting started for this school year. It takes them a while to get a list of right. students. So let's say, talk about last year. How, what typically yeah, are you involved? We had 10 schools that uh, at, at, our, at our high point, 220 kids, and... Um, uh, that's that's typical over the sure. years. We've had it up to three, four hundred, and then one year. Okay, I had it sounds like the delivery system is backpacks. How do, what does that yeah. look like? How, how, Sue, how do, how do you guys work that? Well, on Tuesday night, um, North Coast Church has been scheduling a growth group for eight years for us. They thank you, God. <laughs> <laughs> they, they pack the backpacks. They pack. They come on Tuesday nights, and uh, a couple of friends, some friends of ours, Christian and Shaney. Twombly, they there, they come and they organize the group that shows up. Every Tuesday night, they pack all the backpacks and they stack them up on the shelves. And then on Thursday morning, another group of people, um, they are committed to every every Thursday. They come and they pick up their backpacks uh, and drive them to the schools. Yes. 
and leave them in the office for the kids and then bring the other backpacks from the week before. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about, the logistics of uh, replenishing backpacks. Yeah. The backpacks, the kids know to bring those back. Are they, yeah. is, that, is that an issue sometimes? That they sometimes, bring them yeah. Back? Sometimes last year we had a really bad attrition rate and we had to go to plastic bags because we just didn't have money for the backpacks. But um, yeah, we're we're going to try it again this year to make it in backpacks because it's so much easier. It is for the kids to handle. And so at the at at the weekend, the somebody at the school is responsible for distributing the backpacks. How yes. do they decide who gets the backpacks? Well, the the school knows who these kids okay. are in most need, and, and so the kids come yeah. to this maybe an office or somewhere to pick that's up right. the backpack as they head home. That's right on oh, Friday. How, how how wonderful is that? Friday. How wonderful is that? We've got about a minute left. Uh, any quick thoughts about some experiences or what you're looking forward to this in this school year? You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I mean, I'm really looking forward because we've figured out a, a, a reward system to oh get my. backpacks back, and that's a good thing, um, and. You know, just just doing it all again. We've got amazing, dedicated volunteers that have been with us a lot of years, and they have the same heart. They love these kids, and um, you know, they they just they're just right in there with us. Yes, both feet. Yes, awesome. And there's, is there no question that God's in the mix of, on this bill? Absolutely not. No, absolutely <laughs> no question at all. Uh, he's been in charge all along. There's been so many times I got to tell you where I just thought, them, I can't do this anymore. I have to take care of my, my money-making, my tent-making business. Yes. And, and But you don't. You know, you get to that point, you get to that wall where you're so frustrated, and you go, how can I stop doing this? Yes, and God just has a way of intervening just at the right time to yes. give yes. you confirmation that you're at the right place. Oh, yeah. Right One thing. day I was really whining about it. I'm like, I don't know how much I'm going to do this. And then I the mail came, and it was this, Big envelope full of thank you got your back for the food. Oh, the food my. makes me taller. <laughs> oh, you know, my. I mean, I started crying when I read that little card from this little kid. Oh, my. The food makes me taller. These kids know that they're growing. That's the, the beauty of it. The food makes me taller. I know. Can you even <laughs> believe it? That I, and I have that. I laminated it. Well, well. You know, you, my, my listening friend, here's the deal: the food distributing food makes the child taller, but it also makes the giver taller in a spiritual way as well. God goes, "That's my kid. They're doing these things." And my friend, God wants you to, to be among those who hear His voice and move forward in in your calling, whatever that may be. And you you may say, "I've never heard of this happening before." Well, good. That means that you get to be the first. So. So I want you to just use these things as a springboard for you because God has great plans and not everybody is going to be a, a pulpit pounding preacher or an evangelist. Some are going to be doing behind the scenes things that are as impactful or more impactful than the other guys. So I want you to have that in mind. We're going to talk about that not only in, in these segments, but in the, the next segment as well, because God's got ways to empower you and make you realize you can do things you hadn't even really considered. And if you're not going to do it, who else is going to be called to this specific thing? It may just be you, my listening friend. We're going to talk more <laughs> about that in the next segment with Bill and Sue McLeod of Got Your Back, San Diego. So we will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Okay, so we are back with Bill and Sue McLeod. Got your back, San Diego. What a remarkable title, and it really illustrates what you guys do. 
we've been spending some time with Bill and Sue talking about the, the uh, plan to provide weekend food for youngsters throughout San Diego County, and it's remarkable. And uh, we're using that as a springboard to encourage you, my friends, to do whatever God stirs you to do and just know that he's going to have other people come alongside of you in different ways that you really hadn't anticipated. But, Bill, I think uh, this is a good time for you to share some information on how people can get involved in or find out more about Got Your Back San Diego, Bill McLeod. Yes, uh, our website is gotyourbacksandiego.org, and it's gotyourbacksandiego.org. There are volunteer opportunities. There's plenty of things we do. We need help yeah. with food drives. We need help with fundraising. There's fundraising. There's so many different things that we need, so many areas we need. So gotyourbacksandiego.org, uh, you'll get a real good idea for what we're doing and, and how yes. and see where you fit in there. That's right. And what may happen is God may give this as kind of a training ground for you to get inspired by other people who started out ground zero as well. And you go, thank you, McClouds, for giving me some insights on this. Uh, I have an idea that's relative to this. And all of a sudden you've uh, fostered another person, another group of believers to do, go out and do their things as well. That's remarkable. Absolutely. They can even take uh, what we're doing and go someplace where we're not doing it. Like, I love uh, it. San Diego downtown or you know, the, some of the suburbs around. We're just in Oceanside, Vista, and Carlsbad. Very so, good. And, and website again, one more time. GotYourBackSanDiego.org. You know, I'm going to use this last segment of your hour to kind of transition to other things as well for the next hour as well, uh, because I have a, a, a lady who has a real heart for discovering people's callings and having them jump into them. And I say that tongue-in-cheek because her outreach is called Jump Into the Arts. But uh, I'm going to use this really, this, this Sue and, and Bill, as a an opportunity for you to give some insights about what God is doing in San Diego because, you know, you guys have been hanging around. I've, I've run across you a number of different times in different environments, and you guys are always involved. You, you, there's a sense about God's doing something, and you guys like to be right in the thick of it. And our next hour's guest, Hillary Berg, is the same way. So let's talk a little bit about what you sense is going on in San Diego from a revival standpoint. You said some interesting things, Sue, about pregnancy. So... <laughs> Why don't you share share that? I, I love that insight. Well, it's funny what you said that we we do find ourselves around a lot. My boys used to say, "Mom, you're everywhere." Yes. You're practicing <laughs> was, omnipresence. I That's I one of God's character. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. But I don't know. I mean, we don't just set out to do that. It just kind of happens. And um, yeah. In 1989, we were living in Fort Lauderdale, and in about I don't know. April, May, people started just giving us written words. Yes. You know, they were giving us um, words of knowledge, prophetic words, and and we knew we were going somewhere. We didn't know where we were going, but it turned out that we were coming here. Yes. You know, to start the Oceanside, uh, the Vineyard, North County, and um, in 1989, I heard a prophetic word from John Paul Jackson that a revival bigger than the Jesus Movement was coming. Wow. And it was going to start in San Diego. And, man, I jumped on that in the spirit. And I've been praying for that fervently. I've had dreams. I've had visions. I've had wide-awake visions. I've had a passion for that, particularly um, in regarding prodigals. I've yes. got a really strong, I mean, I, I could cry over that. My Bible is full of names. Yes. <laughs> but um, so what is going on in in this county 
you just we sense it. You know, yes. we sense it in the spirit. We know something is happening, and it's God. He's moving. Yes. He and so when you asked me that question, I said, I I feel like I've been pregnant for thirty years uh, with yes. this. Yes. And that I'm going to have a baby. And you know, it's like when you are pregnant, you don't think about you. You're, you're praying for the baby. You're you're thinking about it. You don't know the name. You know. You don't know what the baby's going to look like. You don't yes. know any of that stuff. But you're aware that you've got a baby inside. Yes. You know something's going to happen, and that's kind of how I felt. Like I know this is going to happen. Hopefully in our lifetime. <laughs> and yes. and so I feel like, oh my gosh, the baby's coming. You know, and I I have a chance because come together, San Diego. What we try to do is identify things that are going on in San Diego county and bring them to the fore and give people an opportunity to share what those things are and i am definitely seeing i've seen this for decades in san diego having the same heart cry uh, that god is in the process of doing something and uh, you are among many that have the heart cry I mean, my friend here's the deal you have that heart cry as well you just may not have been able to put words around it but god also is very likely looking at you saying you've got a piece of the vision that other people don't have so we want to use uh, Bill and Sue McLeod's vision uh, for Got Your Back San Diego as as part of that. Any quick thoughts on that, Bill McLeod? You know, revival starts in the heart of men Ooh. and um, uh, goes out from there. And before there can be a physical revival on the streets, there has to be Ooh. a physical in, revival in, inside in out. And I think that's what God is doing, yes, stirring yes, the hearts yes. of so many people that people that have been around for a long time, active ministry, people that have fallen away, people that, as Sue mentioned earlier, the prodigals, people who have just gone dormant. There's a lot of people have just gone dormant. And yes. I think that's what God is doing in, in my heart. I know he's stirring my heart. And uh, I believe that uh, that's what's happening in other people's life. lives as well. That's no right. question about it. And my listening friend, I, th- this is an opportune time to bring next hour's guest co-host, uh, on as well because of the topic. Uh, Dr. Hilary Berg has an outreach ministry called Jump Into the Arts. And while the, the, the complexion of her vision is different from the McLeod's Got Your Back San Diego, there are a lot of common denominators. Both of them have a real heart cry for what God is doing in San Diego. And whatever their skill set, God is saying, you know, I've given you that skill set or I've given you that uh, situation. It's time for you to blow on that and use it for my good. So, Hillary, good to have you, and we're setting the stage for you coming on in the next hour. But, uh, you know, the whole idea about jump into the arts and things like that, let me introduce you to our listening friends and then have you kind of give some insights on what you see from a revival standpoint in San Diego, and then we'll use that to transition into your hour about uh, how you're applying that and the vision God gave you. So, uh, Hillary, Dr. Hillary Berg, welcome to the McLeods and Kaz during this Come Together San Diego segment. Welcome, Kaz. Thank you so much for having me on. And it was it, this is just a beautiful pairing. I know we were talking about before even this segment began that the McLeods and what they're doing with San Diego, Got Your Back San Diego, is just a case study of doing the art that's in your heart, which is the slogan or the motto mm. for our organization, Jump Into the Arts. And so I, I just absolutely love it. They are truly doing the art that's in their heart. They're meeting the needs of God's people. And when you talk about bringing revival, Scripture itself even says that, you know, what good does it basically do to tell someone about the Lord or to tell them about Jesus when they're sitting there hungry and naked? Yes. And so first take those practical steps to to do that. And so it's not only the McLeods who have been those doing those kinds of outreach activities across the greater San Diego area, but there's so many ministries, there just are. different churches. Mm-hmm. 
individual ministries, individual people um, who are going out and meeting the needs of God's people. And then once that is in place, once that has been taken care of, I believe that conditions or seeds people's hearts so that they can hear more about the love of the Lord. Yes. And that's what we see the next step that's coming out. There's uh, We have David's Tent coming. There are so many different amazing praise and worship and musical outreaches and evangelistic opportunities where we can just outright tell people about who who is the Lord, who is the Jesus that inspired the McLeods and others to go out and do these practical activities. That's right. Dr. Hillary Berg and Jump Into the Arts, we're going to talk about that because that's another thing that God gave Hillary to jump into, no pun intended on that, but he's given each one of us something together to do, and all of a sudden, God's going to knit these different people together. You guys have known one another for a little bit of time, Hillary and McLeod's, haven't you? So this this meeting is not a new meeting. You've been familiar with one another uh, in times past. Sue, isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. I met Hillary, was it last year? At the River Church. <laughs> and we're going to talk about the River Family Church in next next uh, next show. We're going to spend a lot of time on that, my listening friend, as well. So uh, quick parting thoughts from the clouds, and then I'm going to transition into Hillary for the next segment. Any encouragement that you wanted? Let's say we've got a listener, and they were just kind of sipping on ideas that God may be giving them. Any word of encouragement to those people? Yeah, don't think about it too much. Just do it. <laughs> Bill McLeod. <laughs> and Bill McLeod and Kat said amen. Yeah, amen. It's, it's interesting. I met um, Colleen uh, in the parking lot just a little while ago. And, and Colleen is one of our other people in the studio. She doesn't have a microphone, so you're yeah. just going to have to imagine. But it, was, it was interesting. I was sharing with her that I was one of these kids and immediately she said i was too oh my goodness we're we're going to talk about how god is just bringing different kind of people together to inspire uh his character in your lives to influence other people so mcleods thanks for joining me in this first hour and hillary uh dr hillary berg you're going to be joining us for the next hour we're going to talk about jump into the arts and my friend if if you've been sensing that god may be wanting you to jump into different things that are is art related or it may not even in your own mind be this isn't art related but hillary's going to say oh yes it is we're going to talk more about that in the next segment so my friends thanks for joining us and mcleods thank you you for this one more quick website for for Uh, you your back sandiego.org very good and my listening friend going to be right back this is come together san diego the new live local show on fm 106.1 and am 1210 k praise more come together san diego it's just moments away KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, KPRAISE. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, KPRAISE. I'll tell the world, world, world. And I am back with another uh, guest on the show, actually not a guest, I always... Call them guests, but they're not really guests. They're co-hosts because I like to give them a lot more latitude than just a guest who has to answer my questions. Sometimes I like to give them the freedom as a co-host might to be able to say, let's talk about this. And I'll go, well, okay, because this is a show that God gave me to give to you. 
So that's that's the whole idea behind this. And uh, we had Bill and Sue McLeod of Got Your Back the first hour, and it was remarkable that God stirred them to do something that uh, was a wonderful nuance of the character of God, and God may be stirring you as well. And uh, Hillary, Dr. Hillary Berg was with us in around listening for that, and she joined us in the first last part of the earlier segment. So, Dr. Hillary Berg, it's good to have you and uh, kind of devote this the next few segments to God's vision to and through your, you and the whole idea about jumping into the arts is a remarkable idea. Uh, and you, you want to inspire creativity in the lives of people that may have not really known that they had a creative bone in their body, but boy, do they take it from there and kind of give us an overview of, of creativity from, from the godly perspective, from your perspective as well. And, uh, maybe define what that means. Fabulous. Kaz, once again, thank you for having me on here. Thank you. And I would absolutely love to talk about this. It's my passion. So, so many times when we're talking about definitions of words, we take a look at either Webster's or Merriam's Dictionary or things like that. But I think for this, our particular purposes, let's go back to the Word of God. Good. So if we start with Genesis, a very good place to start. So if we take a look at Genesis 1-1, we see that in the beginning, first verse in the Bible, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then from there, he goes on, or scripture goes on to break down what exactly does that look like. So, so many times when we're talking about being creative or artistic, we, you know, if you're thinking about a flower, we tend to think of the petals as the, or the blossoms as the beautiful creative artistic part without necessarily identifying the stem or the stalk and the petals and the root system Mm -hmm. as an essential part of that, of that creative process. And when we look at creation at the seven days of creation, particularly the first six days, we really see those foundational processes in action. And so for example, on day one, we see, I'll just go through this really quick for those listeners who may not be as familiar with the Bible or scripture, but on day one, we see the Lord separating the light from the darkness. Day two, we see God placing the water above the firmament, the firmaments from the waters below the firmaments. On day number three, we see him gathering the seas in one area, letting the land appear and then vegetation on top of the land. Day number four, we see the sun, the moon, and the stars being set in place. So there's this chronological sequential yes. organization. Day number five, we see the sea creatures appearing in the waters and the flying birds appearing in the air. And then day number six, of course, the, the highlight, we <laughs> see animals appearing on the earth and humankind yes. appearing on there as well. So, so what we're, we're trying to get to here is, as you're setting the stage to encourage people to be creative, and you're identifying the character of the creator himself to use this as your springboard to encourage other people to be creative as well. Absolutely. And so that definition of creativity, the creator creates. And so when we look at those activities that he has done, we can all find ourselves somewhere within that process. So again, it's not just the creatives, quote unquote, I know we've heard that phrase before, people who do music, drama, dance, visual art are not the only creative people on this planet. We are all creative because we all fall somewhere within this general category. Well, we say, I want you to say that again, because a lot of people go, I don't have a creative bone in my body. And that's not true. Oh, it's we impossible. are all creative. Right. We are all creative because we are made in the image of God, the creator, and the activities that he does that we just saw in days one through seven 
or one through six, particularly if we do anything in there, we are creative. So home organizers are some of the most amazing creative people on the planet. House cleaners are, I mean, if you're separating yes. the dust from the furniture, <laughs> I mean, There's we made scripture not, about that. It, God did. Yes, you are Genesis chapter himself. one in action. <laughs> exactly. And so we don't always think of it that way. But again, going back to a biblical definition of creativity, it is so much broader than what we're normally used to. And the the other word that was coming up to me earlier when we were speaking or listening to the McLeods and their ministry, Got Your Back San Diego, was that whole idea of ecosystem, that we're all in this together. And yes. so, again, so many times, you know, thinking about, I'll, I'll, I'll use pottery as an example. So if we take a look at a vase, we, we think of the person who created that vase, the sculptor or the painter as the creative person, but yet we don't always identify the miner who took that clay oh out of the earth as part of the creative process. You would be that. more your day one or day two type of creativity. Um, even the truck driver who drove the They're elements. They're all part of the same creative right, process. Exactly. And so the person, the potter who's at the end of that process can't even get there and unless all of these other people who are sort of in that day one through day four foundational part of creativity did their part. So oh my, we're all my. in this together. Well, my listening friend, I guess you can tell that uh, Dr. Hillary Berg has a compassion for this. And uh, sometimes when we talk about, uh, you know, jump into the arts or creativity, we need to realize that creativity is a multifaceted term and that there are different aspects of creativity and you carry some of those aspects yourself. Uh, Hillary, my heart cry is during this, your time with us here on Come Together San Diego, we can help uh, the listener identify maybe what their creative nuances are and have them jump into them. So that's really my heart cry. And I know that's your heart cry as well. So uh, you, we've got uh, probably about two or three minutes left in this segment. What would you like to deal with next on this segment? And we'll jump into the next segment as well. Sure. Maybe just to elaborate just a tiny bit more on that definition of creativity. Okay. So I had been listening to a pastor, I believe it was actually Heidi Baker, um, a while ago speak about different people groups and uh, she encouraged people to ask the Lord who were the people groups that were on there that God was placing on our heart and so I thought it was going to be something like a region of the world perhaps Africa or East LA Uh or something like that but what I heard when I prayed for people groups was plumbers electricians and engineers Say that again. Plumbers, electricians, and engineers. That's right. Plumbers, electricians, and engineers. And that's part of the creative loop as well. Absolutely. And so if you take a look at those three occupations or professions, they all deal with structure and flow. So engineers put structure into place, infrastructure particularly, whether it's freeways, construction sites, and so on. We have plumbers who talk about the flow. It's the flow of liquids or the flow of fluids. And then we have electricity, of course, the flow of energy or or electricity itself. And so electricians do that. And so I believe that that's a foundational part of creativity as well. We see that in days one through six of creation, but we also see it in our own lives. So are we setting up a structure, whether it, it doesn't have to be a physical structure, it can be a time structure. Are we organizing a schedule perhaps in a school system that allows for the flow of creativity and learning? If you're an artist, are you using the structure of that painting or that sculpture that allows for a flow of emotions and idea and inspiration? You know, it seems to me, sometimes you'll see an artisan, whatever they, let's talk about plumbing, or let's talk about somebody who does home repair, or you, you can fill in the blank, whatever it is. And when you see the person and they actually love what they're doing, you say, 
it's an artist in, in action. Yeah, I mean, you, it, their art may be just how they deal with solving a problem or how they do plumbing or how they do a home repair or how they are raising children. I mean, what what an artist. And, and I've never seen it done that way. Well, that's because God has stirred them to be artistic in their own unique way. And my hope is during this program, uh, Dr. Hillary Berg, that we're going to help others identify how creative they really are and to go just from being mundane in what you do to use it as an art form to uh, glorify God. So you're with me for the for the entire show. So I'm thrilled to have you join with me and share some insights about creativity. My listening friend, like you've never even considered before, and oh yes, you may just be more creative than you think. We'll talk more about that when Hillary Berg and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends. An unusual show, an inspirational show, encouraging you to discover who you are, but not only just discover, move into it. And I've got somebody here that's going to uh, help you move into whatever that is. And her name is Dr. Hilary Berg and jump into the arts. But her definition of arts and creativity may be a little different than yours. And she says, everybody's got it. And the encouragement from her is let's discover what that is and help you move into it. So you, you went through some scripture and you talked about a handful of people that you see in scripture who were creative. Some of them are obviously creative and other ones you'd say, I didn't realize that it was creative. And you go, Oh yes, it is. So talk a little bit about some biblical examples. Uh, Dr. Hillary Berg. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, it's a theme throughout scripture that we see God imparts, he gives gifts and abilities, and he imparts certain wisdom, understanding, and skill, basically, or wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, as scripture says in different areas. So from a straight out artistic example, probably the best one we have is Betzalel and Aholiab. So for those of you who are Bible reading fans, if you want to take a look later at Exodus 31 and Exodus 35, we see Betzalel and Aholiab, who were the two artisans who were given given the task as the word says yes. the task well i i would not a well task. it's not even a task honor and privilege <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and fun opportunity to to build and to create everything that moses had been given from the lord or moshe as we would say in in more hebraic mm-hmm. circles the plan for the tabernacle, for the tabernacle wow. right and not just the actual tabernacle itself the the physical structure of that but everything inside it the anointing the incense the spices the high gar- the holy garments that the high priest was going to wear which are incredibly artistic for those of you who are seamstresses or textile artists out there it's it's an amazing description so that's probably our most artistic example yeah um, would be those two but then we see again throughout scripture that there are numerous examples before we go on to the numerous examples it just occurred to me what God told Moses when uh, when he was describing the uh, the uh, ark and, and, the, and the tabernacle, he said, Moses, make sure you do this according to everything that I have told you, because each thing that uh, is being done is going to be illustrative of other things. So when God stirs a creative person, he goes, here's what I want you to do. And you need to pay close attention to it because he's giving you things that may have uh, other messages connected with it. And my friends, if you study the Tabernacle of Moses, you know, that's not just a tent and the surrounding uh, uh, structures. It is an illustration of God's plans for creation, speaking of creator. 
Exactly, Cows, and I'm so happy that you brought that up, and we'll get to that a little bit more in the next segment, I believe. But God doesn't just give us a general direction to head in. He also gives us a specific plan and a strategy to get there. So I, I don't want listeners to feel overwhelmed that, you know, maybe maybe God's given them a vision that they're to be president of the United States or they're to open their own company, just like the McLeods had done, or that they're to have their own ministry or solve childhood hunger. I mean, that's a pretty big issue. But if he gives us a direction, if he gives us a desire to do something, he's also give, going to give us the strategy to get there. So I'm just right. so happy that you said that. It's and we'll pleasure. get back to that. One of the things that I've discovered in my life, sometimes he has a specific uh, A, B, C, D to follow. And other times he goes, you do what's in your heart. Right. Because I've, I've created your heart and I know what's in there. So, mm-hmm. I mean, part of it is him handing the baton to you and part of it is hearing and obeying. Absolutely. And I think you're a pretty adventurous fellow, so I think he probably gives you a little bit of leeway um, or knows that you're going to follow the bread. The bread yeah, and he does pull me back. you got to admit that. <laughs> a little rejection. You mentioned the, another person. I, we've got some time mm-hmm. in this segment. One of my favorite guys of the entire Bible is King David. And, you know, when you look at the Psalms and you look at his preparing for his son the structure of the the temple and things like that. King David was a guy, not only after God's own heart, but a guy after God's own creativity. Absolutely. And so you see how he's multifaceted as well. Yes. So again, just referring back to Betzalona Holyab, so we see very specific traditional visual arts or visual and performing arts types examples there. But with King David, again, we see that the spirit of the Lord came upon him, that he imparted him or imparted to him these different abilities. And so David is the leader of Israel. We see not only a man who is king and administrator and has the ability to bring all the 10 tribes together, but we look at the fullness, the multifaceted fullness of who he is. And so we see a man who before he became king was shepherding and doing very well with that. We also see a man who was an anointed musician. So he was playing the lyre and was a specific assistant to King Saul when King who was king at that particular time. We also see a man who's a warrior who took out Goliath with a very creative method. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Five stones in a slingshot. Exactly. I don't think Goliath was ready for that. He was ready to fight a battle in a different way. And because of God's creativity, David kind of snuck that stone in the right place. And all of a sudden, the giant's head gets hacked off. Right. Even the strategy was creative. Absolutely. (laughs) And so beyond that, so David not only did those things, but about half the Psalms that we have in the book of Psalms were written by King David. So we have an individual who is also an amazing songwriter and a psalmist. So he's multifaceted. Yes. And, you know, before we go too far, a lot of people say, I can't identify with David. He was so multifaceted. I can just do one thing modestly well. And the truth of the matter is, God has called you specifically to fulfill a part of the body of Christ that nobody else can fulfill like you can. So the challenge and the excitement is to discover what that is and be as creative as you can be to make that come to pass. There are some other biblical characters that you had mentioned that I would go, uh, you know, they may have a, a skill set, but I never saw that as creativity and some of the prophets, for example, and things like that. So why, why don't you use that as, a, as an encouragement to people and go, no matter what you're called to do, God wants you to use your creativity to do it like nobody else can do it. And he uses Bible characters to illustrate that. 
Absolutely. So in Jeremiah 1 verse 5, we see Jeremiah himself was formed. The Lord told him, I formed you in the womb. I knew you before I even created you. Meaning he had a plan and a destiny before Jeremiah even hit the planet. (laughs) And part of that, he specifically says, I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. We take a look in Proverbs 31. A lot of people use uh, particularly for women's ministries and things like that. And so we see this woman, she's not named, but we see this woman who is a business owner. She's buying vineyards. She's a textile worker. She's a seamstress. She's a mother who's giving words of instruction, not only to her own children, but to those who are in the area. So again, a multifaceted individuals. Yes. And I, I want to jump into something you just said, uh, or refer to something you said a moment ago about the size or the grandeur of what we're doing. You don't have to be king of Israel. That's not the only That's not gifting. the only job description, folks. Exactly, and only one person <laughs> can do it. You know, be king of Israel or, or of a given entity or country at a, a certain time. But if we jump ahead to Matthew chapter 25 in the parable of the talents, what the Lord's really been driving home for me lately, or lately is that it's not the size of what we do. It's the willingness and the passion with which we do it. Why don't you say that again? Because that's a quotable quote. Okay. I hope I can. (laughs) So basically it's not the size or the grandeur of what the Lord is calling us to do, but it's, it's the passion and the willingness with which we do it that pleases him. So if we take a look at Matthew chapter 25 and I'll let y'all look this up later, but basically, we see the parable of the talents, and it refers to money, but I love the fact that they're called the talent. talents. I like exactly, it. Yes. because it, it, I believe it's also true of the gifts and abilities that he gives us. And so we have a landowner in this parable or in this story that goes away. He leaves with his, he gives to one of his servants five talents, two talents to another, mm-hmm. and one talent to a third. And so the man who was given or the servant who was given five talents goes out and multiplies it, get, earns another five. The one who was given two multiplies it, earns another two, but the one who was given only one buried it, it buried it in the dirt. And the landowner, when he returned, was extremely displeased with the man who just buried it. But when we look at what scripture says about the five and the two talent multipliers, they both receive exactly the same compliment from the Lord. So to the one who was given five talents and multiplied it and gave back another five, God says, well done, good and faithful servant. Yes. You have done a lot with a little. You will be given much. Come and share in your master's happiness. The one who had two talents was given exactly the same compliment. There's absolutely no difference. So whether you take that full five talents and multiply it or whether you are only given two, I mean, you may feel there may be some listeners on this show who may be saying, I'm not like King David. You know, I only have two things that I do well. You know, or maybe. Some may say, I only have one thing that I do well. Right. But the point of the matter is, if you're obedient to that, that one becomes two, and then yes. becomes three, four, five, and on and on and on. Yes. So, so, but, but the accolades or the compliments that the Lord the wants same. to give are the same compliments. Right. And so the challenge is, are you sitting there burying it, saying, eh, it's, it's less than everybody else has? Oh, yeah? It may be something that nobody's even considered yet, and this may be uh, something that's going to change people's lives across the world. Exactly. And so, you know, my mother had passed away a few years ago, and one of her friends was sharing with me at the memorial service that she felt that my mom had had a greeting card ministry. Oh, my. And I thought about that. I thought, you know what, that that is really, really true. It's an unusual one, but receiving a card from my mom in the mail was truly a ministry. She just had this way of picking out the cards. She didn't make them personally. She went to the Hallmark store wherever and just bought them. 
Um, but she would pick out a card that was specific for you. She would usually include a little b- bookmark. I'm her daughter, so I think you know she would throw in maybe a, a gift card to Target sure, or exactly. Panera or something. I don't think everybody got that. And then just the short two or three line message, or maybe even a roses or red, violets or blue. You have a test this week. Hope you get 102. <laughs> little message to go along with it. I but it was it. so uplifting and so encouraging. So if that's your gift, if it's sending greeting cards, you need to do it because... It wasn't, I mean, for somebody to have brought that up at my mom's memorial service was not only a ministry to me, but it's true. She truly had this large ministry. So I'd encourage everyone to do the art that's in their heart. I I like that. And we're going to talk some more in the next segment about this, but I'm going to put a a commission onto you right now and a challenge. We talk about people that have different levels of, of, of talents using the parable again. Let's, I want you to, to pray in the next minute or so before, so we can close this segment over the people that just have the one talent. I want you to, to not only pray over mm-hmm. them, but declare over them that God has big plans for whatever that talent or skill set is, and he wants them to multiply it, and he's going to be involved in every step of the way. So would you, my listening friend, if that's you, I want you to listen to the declaration and or prayer that Dr. Hillary Berg says over you right now, and then we're going to talk more about these things in the next segment. So, Dr. Hillary? Absolutely. So, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we decree and declare, Father God, no matter what size, talent, gift, or ability, Father God, each and every person has, Lord, Father, that they would use it to the best of their ability, Father God, Lord, to to bless themselves, to bless you, God, and to bless the community around them, Father God. And Lord, I pray for a greater awareness, Lord, that people would realize, Lord, that it's that that one talent or that one gift that they have is so much bigger than they actually realize, Lord. A smile or a hug or a greeting card can change somebody's life let alone their day, Father God. So Lord, I just thank you for them releasing that into the world around them. God, and I pray that you would show them the fullness of all the gifts and the talents that they have. In Jesus' name. (laughs) Dr. Hilary Berg, jump into the arts and uh, doing the art that's in your heart. We're going to talk more about that and help you definitively identify what that is and jump into it. Before we go, just a quick uh, website or information very quickly. Absolutely. Jumpintothearts.com. It's jumpintothearts.com. We're going to talk more about jumpintothearts.com with uh, Dr. Hillary Berg, and we're going to uh, illustrate how those things uh, are part of your DNA as well and how to access them and how to move into them with great power. So uh, Dr. Hillary Berg and I will be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K Praise. Don't just listen to it, be a part of it at 866 577 2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K Praise. Joel Lieberman from Tree of Life Messianic Jewish Congregation. Lord, we just do lift up the entire region of San Diego from Vista to Chula Vista. Lord, it says in the Psalms, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. We pray a spirit of unity over our city in the name of Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew. Amen. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. And welcome back to a remarkable Come Together San Diego. We're, we're talking about uh, creativity and how you got it, and you may not even know you've got it, but how to discover it and how to move into it with God's zeal. So my, my co-host for this uh, segment uh, and the earlier segments is Dr. Hillary Berg, Jump Into the Arts, and uh, she uh, one of her phrases that she uses 
frequently is to uh, discover or do the art that is in your heart. And, uh, you know, that's a nice thing to say, but we're going to dig a little deeper on what that means. Uh, Dr. Hillary, how, let's talk a little bit about how, what a person can do to identify exactly what that art is in their hearts. And once they've identified it, identified it, how do they move into it? So would you be so kind? Absolutely. So hopefully in the previous segment, we kind of gave some examples of people in Scripture who are doing the art that's in their heart to maybe broaden people's understanding of what that art in their own heart is. So I would say one thing that you can do is just ask the Lord, what is it that you have placed in me to uniquely do on this planet? Just like David, Jeremiah, Betzalel, Holyab, all those people that we just mentioned. Another thing that you can do is... Where's your passion? Just ask yourself, where is your passion? Usually the thing that we are good at doing is what we love to do. And what we love to do, we are good at in some fashion. You can always get more skill, more training, more development in that area. But there's usually a link between those two. You know, one of the things that I've discovered, and I know a, a number of people who have this challenge in their life, they go, I don't have a clue what my art or what my creativity or what my skill set is. But if you talk to a person that knows anything about them, they'll go, oh, are you kidding me? You do this and this and this. And the the person that's receiving that, they go, I never saw that as anything special, mm-hmm. but it is special. And God wants them not only to identify that, but to move into it. Any thoughts on that as we talk further, Dr. Hillary? Absolutely. So that's another great thing that you can do is ask the people around you, what (laughs) is it that I'm good at? And, you know, it's interesting that you brought that up because sometimes people are not good at receiving compliments or they've been so pushed down in life that they they just got blocked somewhere along the way. So, you know, another good thing that you can do is look at what you love to do when you were a child. So children instinctively are drawn to certain activities. So whether it's playing with blocks, you know, maybe there's your feature engineer right there. Some children sing, <laughs> dan- uh, truly sing, dance, tell stories. Um, so the things that you love to do when you were a kid are often a really good indicator of what's that long-term art or arts that are in your heart. But again, sometimes along the way, certain things have happened to us in life. Maybe a parent or a teacher or another child in the neighborhood or somebody made fun of us. Yeah, they for- discourage that. So mm-hmm. you just shut it off completely. Exactly. Mistake. And so it's like that hurt or that offense is what stayed with us and overcame all the rest of it. So it's like you almost forgot or a lot of people have almost forgotten what the initial joy was that they had experienced in that certain area because it was overcome by the pain and they've stayed in the pain rather than moving past it and forgiving that person or overcoming that offense and getting back in and doing the art that's in your heart. You know, and let me say something too. It doesn't, I I do believe that there's a connection between the innate or the inborn art that's in our heart and what we're good at. But even if you're not good at it and it brings you joy, go ahead and do it. Right. Scripture says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I like it. So just do it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, And we, we're serving a God who is your creator. And sometimes, you know, you, you see stories all the time that somebody said, you know, I, I only do this modestly, but I do it with all my heart. And all of a sudden, God can turn modest, mm-hmm. modestly into remarkable. That He's in the business of doing that. And all he's looking for is a willing servant. You know, uh, Gideon goes, I'm just the least guy in the least yeah. tribe of all Israel, and you're putting me in a position of leadership? Are you kidding me? And God says, you're the guy that has the right heart and capability, so you're going you're gonna to do it. So my listening friend, I guess what Hillary's saying and, and what I'm saying is you, you just need to discover what you're, you, you enjoy doing and give it to God and watch how he magnifies it in a way that is not only uh, God-glorifying, but it builds you up as well. Talk a little bit more. You, you talked about people that just don't 
just have been insulted or brought down in their life uh, on something that really was something that there was, was their heart cry and they love doing it, but somebody has snuffed them. It could be uh, a, a well-meaning parent that missed the mark in their comments or somebody like me. Sometimes I have snide remarks. God stirred me to change that because sometimes those remarks were meant for humor, but they were demeaning. You know, a lot of people have that as well, and I've had to repent from that. Mm-hmm. But I've changed it to being trying to encourage everybody in everything that they do because no telling what you you just watered something that's going to grow like crazy. You used a reference before about the parable of the seeds in the ground, mm-hmm. and we need to be aware of those seeds in the ground and how to nurture them. Talk, talk some more about that, Dr. Hillary. Absolutely, sure. So one of the things that we had talked about in the break was the parable of the seed or the sower. And so in scripture, we see that there's a farmer that goes out or a gentleman goes out, sows seed in the ground, and some of it is choked out by the weeds. Some of it uh, lands the hard on ground, hard ground and birds take it and all exactly, those other things. Exactly, right. The enemy comes in or the birds come in and snatch it away. And so that seed never grows. But the seed that's planted in good soil is the one that actually takes root and and flourishes. So one thing I would encourage people to do is make sure that you're you're planting seed in good soil. If you had been made fun of, criticized, discouraged from doing the art that's in your heart when you were when you were younger, even just a couple months ago, or maybe mm-hmm. you tried taking a ceramics class for the first time last week yes. and the person beside you or your spouse said, don't do that again. This isn't your gift. Um, but it's really inside you to do yes. it. Keep doing it. Just forgive them. Give yourself some patience. Realize that just again, going back to the seed analogy, it takes time for things to grow. So that that seed that's planted in the ground, that seed that's inside your soul, inside your heart of what you want to do, it's going to take some time for it to actually grow and reach its fruition. You know, going back to the flower analogy that we used at the very beginning of this broadcast, when a seed is in the ground and it's just growing, you know, it's fuzzy. I mean, it's yeah, just exactly. the root system. <laughs> it doesn't look like much, you know, in the in those first days of germination or those first days of growing that seed really looks nothing like the rose it's going to become at the final end. So I would just encourage everybody, give yourself some time. If you got discouraged or criticized early on, shake it off, let it go, forgive some people. And if you need to, to do some apologizing yourself, you know, cause oh, it usually wow. works both ways. Yes. We have often received some criticism, critical negative comments ourselves, but a lot of times, just like you'd mentioned, we actually give them as well. So let's not discourage other people from doing the art that's in our heart. So give yourself patience and time. Um, Ask for forgiveness from some other people if you need to, and let's all get back on the freeway and try this thing again. Oh, I like that. Jump into the arts and what you've discovered now that it's more than just uh, discovering an artistic thing. It's whatever level of creativity and whatever uh, content or whatever discipline that God has given you, jump into it zealously and see how God helps you in that. One more time, how people can find out more about Jump Into the Arts and what God has stirred you to do, Dr. Hillary. Yes. So go to jumpintothearts.com is the best place. It's jumpintothearts.com. It's our website. And if you click on the products page, I would encourage people to check out the 10 session curriculum that we have in there. Churches, families, home groups can do it. Um, And Scott, we've talked about some of the basics in that conversation today. And there's also a children's version that you can do in like 30 minutes or less. It's called Umberto the Humming Butterfly. (laughs) It looks like Humberto if you don't speak Spanish, but it's actually pronounced Umberto. (laughs) I like that. You can tell from Dr. Hilary Berg, she has a real heart for helping you identify what your creative calling is. But beyond identifying it, 
moving into it because I, t- you know, so many people go, yeah, that was always a part of my desire and they're on their last, their, their deathbed and they never moved into it. Come on, please. Yeah. We're in the last of the last days and God has built you for a specific purpose and you can't meander too much longer. It's time to move into that. Yes. But don't be discouraged or don't be dismayed or don't be overwhelmed because you not only have a God wants to help you, a God who wants to help you bring that to pass. But you'll find out that God has put people to your left and to your right that can go, oh, that's a great idea. Can I come alongside of you? And all of a sudden, you get to be the inspiration. I'll give about one more minute worth of encouragement, and then we have to go into the next segment, Dr. Hillary Berg. I would just love to encourage the older folks, too, particularly the older people and the younger people right now. Kaz, there are so many people I've met recently who are recently retired who did just what you said. They spent 30 or 40 years doing a job that they didn't love, engaged in activities that they didn't like, and now they're realizing I've got one last shot on this planet. So do it. I do it. I highly encourage the recently retired or even if you've been retired folk group folks for a while just to go ahead and do the art that's in their heart. And if you're young, if you are two or three or four or listening to this broadcast <laughs> right now, praise God. Um, we're just going to pray even behind the scenes that God will plant you in some good soil and that you can truly fulfill the destiny that you have over the course of your life. Dr. Hillary Berg and uh, Jump Into the Arts, thank you for joining me and thank you for being an inspiration. There are a lot of people that are listening to this broadcast that go, oh, wait a minute, they're talking about me. And wait a minute, I have really kind of let it uh, go dormant and it's time for me to bring that promise of God out or the zeal that God has given me out back on and cause allow him to blow on it because when he does he's going to give you some creativity that you never even imagined you could be creating something that nobody else even had a mind for and that's all just by you jumping into the arts and uh, discovering the art that is in your heart. Dr. Hillary Bird thanks for joining us and my listening friend in the next segment we're going to be uh, going into um, a special segment that uh, is going to be very helpful for you, especially if you're a listener to the KPRZ radio broadcast. You I mean, there's a lot of things going on 24 hours a day. Many of you will actually know of a broadcast entitled Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. Uh, on the next segment, I've devoted that entire segment to talking about things going on with Insight for Living and uh, Chuck Swindoll and one of his executive producers. I think you're going to love what's going on in this next segment. Uh, and so when we come back from the commercial break, we'll dig into that. And Dr. Hillary Berg, thank you so much. Thank you, Kaz. And uh, we'll be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And welcome back to Come Together San Diego, a very special last segment of this two-hour broadcast. Someone uh, and a radio broadcast whom you know well, especially those of you who spend a lot of time on K-Praise, the Insight for Living program with Chuck Swindoll. I've got his executive producer with me with some great insights, and I wanted to bring him on to talk a little bit about that. My friends, I want you to meet Roger Kemp. He's the executive producer for Insight for Living, the radio program, actually the daily radio program, actually running two times a day on K-Praise. How are you doing, Roger? I'm doing great today. Thanks, Kath. You're, you're welcome. And there are a lot of wonderful things uh, when you say the word the words uh, Chuck Swindoll. Uh, your mind just starts reeling because he's a man who's <laughs> been there, done that, and is continuing to be there and do that. So, give us a little insights on where uh, Chuck Swindoll is these day is these days, and you have some exciting news to share. 
Well, you know, Cass, we've been on uh, Cape Ray since 1986, Inside for a Living. I think maybe even in the current position. So we have a fondness for San Diego. And, of course, Chuck spent much of his pastoral ministry just up the road in uh, Orange County in Fullerton, California. So we have a tremendous fondness for your part of the world. And uh, now Inside for a Living is celebrating uh, its 40th year on the air. I can hardly believe that. I've, I've had a front row seat to it. <laughs> all along the way, which has been great. I had the opportunity to see the banners when I visited the website 40 years, and I'm going, that, what a remarkable landmark. <laughs> yeah, so Chuck, you know, a lot of people ask me, they, they often say, you know, is Chuck still preaching? <laughs> and I say, man, uh, he's busier than I am. He's still preaching two times every Sunday morning. It's, uh, it's the best uh, couple of hours of his week. That's really what he loves to do. And of course, that's the uh, message material on Cape Rays every morning. Yes. And every afternoon at 4.30 in the afternoon. And God's Word stays the same. The, the world changes a little bit, but uh, God's Word is the same, and it can be applied eternally. <laughs> so right. he's got good material. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, we've got a, we call it an archive. We've got, you know, 40 years uh, worth of preaching material for Chuck, which is, you know, radio has a voracious appetite for preaching content. And so we, we've got a deep archive there and, and he's uh, often carrying a brand new material. In fact, right now we're carrying a couple of series that are brand new to the airwaves. Wow. Roger Kemp, give, give us a little insight. You, you mentioned a special program in, in past communications uh, happening on Thursday, uh, August 22nd. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Coming up this Thursday, you know, because uh, we we uh, understand that when people turn the radio on to hear Chuck, they want to hear him preach from the Bible. Uh, that's really our mainstay. That's what he, what he does, and that's what people love. Uh, but every once in a while, we like to pull back the curtain a little bit, sit down with Chuck, and just hear what's going on. And so we have set aside Thursday's program, August 22nd, for a full half hour, just one-on-one -on -one conversation. I have the privilege of sitting across the table from him. We're going to talk about our 40 years on the air, and especially about a deep financial need that's facing the ministry right now. Well, talk a little bit about that. You know, everybody gets a little bit anxious when you talk about money. But listen, money, <laughs> money is the, the whole idea about giving is so that God can, you have the right heart so God can pour in. I mean, that's, that's the remarkable thing about God's strategies. Well, look, this is a heritage ministry. It's a nonprofit ministry. And so we uh, serve at the will of our listeners. And let me tell you something. Our, our listeners, our loyal listeners in San Diego are fantastic. They've been so loyal to us. But when we hit a dip, we have found the best thing that we need to do is just let people know. Uh, we don't want to make any decisions about the program without our listeners knowing. And so Thursday's a little bit about that. I don't want to frighten you away because Chuck and I always have a little fun when we talk together. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great time together. But one of the main things we want to bring to people's attention is a critical financial need hitting us this summer. It's a barrier that we really need to get through, and I know that uh, our listeners in San Diego and beyond are going to help us get over that barrier. Yes. We're talking with Roger Kemp, executive producer for the daily broadcast of Insight for Living, Chuck Swindoll. Everybody knows Chuck Swindoll. So what's uh, some information you can give us as far as uh, helping move this uh, critical financial need forward actually off the books 
What can we do? Well, we never want to. We never want to make it sound so ominous that people feel like their gift is not going to help at all. It, that's actually not true. If we all band together, if everybody who has enjoyed Chuck and appreciates that heritage program will do something, then we can take care of the need no problem. And the best way to do that, the quickest way, is just to go to insight.org/donate. Insight.org slash donate or to call their number. It's 800-772-8888. That's right. And my listening friend, here's my recommendation. When you get to insight.org forward slash donate, also visit insight.org. You'll be absolutely blessed and amazed at all the good stuff that uh, Chuck Swindoll has on the website. Uh, They love God and they love God's people. And uh, Chuck communicates that with every Bible radio program. So we've got about uh, three or four minutes uh, left in this segment, uh, Mr. Executive Producer Roger Kemp. So uh, I know you you spend a lot of time on the air, too. You're no stranger to being on the air. Our our listeners just love God's Word, especially when it's been uh, communicated by somebody who has such depth uh, uh, as Chuck Swindoll. So any uh, insightful words? Well, you know, I think... Yeah, you know, I think uh, people would love to hear me say, uh, you know, we hear a lot about uh, uh, high-profile Bible teachers these days, and everybody's a little curious about what they're like behind the scenes. And as somebody who's known uh, Chuck since 1971, I can tell you, <laughs> he wouldn't be disappointed. He's the real deal. He would be the first one to tell you that he he's flawed. He's a human like the rest of us, but he's he's one of the funniest guys I know. He's just a lot of fun to be around. And he, he's first and foremost committed to teaching, preaching uh, the Word so that the rest of us uh, can understand God's Word as well and apply it to our lives. Yes. And um, so this is a good time for us just to step up, help out the ministry. Uh, everybody do our part. Lori and I are are, um, are, are doing so. We're, we happen to be monthly givers, automated givers. That works out best for us. And uh, so we look forward to hearing from all of our listeners from San Diego. Yes. And, and my listening friend, here, here's the deal. God's stirring uh, his kids to pay close attention to God's word, especially in these vital days. And God has given some people the, the, the skill set and the anointing to have gone the distance. This is 40 years uh, and the anniversary for a uh, uh, Chuck Swindoll and the Insight for Living. So he's been here, done that, and God gives him stuff, and he's going to give stuff to you, that are, information that's absolutely vital. So one more time, would you be so kind, Roger Kemp, executive producer, to give us contact information to move this forward? Yeah, sure. Give us a call. You can do that anytime, 24-7 at 800-772-8888. Or it might be quicker for you just to go online at insight.org slash donate. Insight.org slash donate. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, my listening friend, I, I can't encourage you more than I am about uh, the things that are going on. God's kids have things to do, and God surrounds them with the resources to make that happen. Chuck uh, Swindoll and uh, Insight for Living is a proven entity, has been on the KPRZ radio uh, Broadcast actually the mornings from uh, 7 o'clock in the morning to 7.30, and it also broadcasts again earlier in the morning. These are shows that uh, are staples not only to KPRZ and the Salem Media San Diego, but also staples to you, my listening friend. So uh, I'm going to ask you one more time, uh, Roger, to give that contact information as we say adieu on this Come Together San Diego radio broadcast. 
Roger. I'll okay. do that and be sure to listen on Thursday, August 22nd, either at the morning broadcast at 7 a.m. on Cape Rays or at 4.30 in the afternoon. That's August 22nd, Thursday. And to give today, you can go to insight.org slash donate or give us a call at 800-772-8888. My, my. Roger Kemp, you're truly an, uh, a gentleman and a guy who loves God from the inside out, and it shows in the brief time that you and I have had together. And my friends, well, I also ask that. you to continue praying for Chuck Swindoll, for his vision, not only for insight for living, but if you looked at his website and heard him talk, he's a man who has multiple visions that are going coming to pass all at the same time. So he could very much appreciate your prayers, as I'm sure Roger Kemp, executive producer for Insight for Living, could as well. So, Roger Kemp, thanks for joining us, and bless you, and bless the Insight for Living the radio broadcast and all the things that are going on, in particular the special, special programming going on on Thursday, August 22nd. And uh, thank you for joining us for this last segment. I've come together. Thank you so much, Cass. Appreciate it. Well, my friends, that closes the Come Together San Diego radio broadcast for this Saturday. And it was a pleasure to talk to Roger Kemp, executive producer for Insight for Living and Chuck Swindoll. My listening friend, we have guests galore. And next week, we're going to be bringing you some more. And uh, just remember, our heart cry is to bring San Diego together and to bring you and your loved ones together, too. God bless. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.